Aloha. This is the Maui no Ko'oi Magazine and Silver Shark Media Podcast. I'm Diane Woodburn, publisher at Maui no Ko'oi, and my guest today is Chantel Rate, and Chantel is the executive director at Kalima Own Maui. Aloha, Chantel. Aloha. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Kalima is, of course, very, very close to my heart. Um, yes. Full disclosure, I've been on the board for I think 30 years now. A long time. A long time. (laughs) Longer than I've been alive, right? It is an incredible organization. Actually, why don't you tell us what Kalima is and what the mission of Kalima is? Sure, I would love to. So Kalima Maui is one of Maui's oldest nonprofit agency, private nonprofit. We're 501c3. We're founded in 1955, right? and the mission is enhancing lives through self-reliance for persons with disabilities. Um, and we do that mainly through employment-related programs and independent living skills for people with all types of disabilities, developmental disabilities, physical disabilities, Econ- mental health issues. Economic yeah. disabilities. Right. Yeah, so we, we help everybody. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, one of the reasons that I love Kalima so much is that this is an organization that helps people become independent. So yes. persons with disabilities are able to get training, they're able to find jobs, get a paycheck, and find not just self-reliance, but independence and self-respect and a new outlook on life because they have a paycheck, they have a worth, and their lives change. They're, they're forever changed because of Kalima. I agree. I've seen it. I see it day in and day out. I always go back to, you know, we all, we all have a job, right? We've all been in the workforce, and we get a paycheck, and... It's either a direct deposit or it goes in our pocket, but a paycheck for persons with disabilities has a whole different meaning. It's giving them the ability, the opportunity to to dream and to fulfill their their own individual abilities that they that everybody has, but maybe sometimes people don't always recognize or don't always see. Right. And uh, yeah. maybe that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. It it gives people the ability to dream and to accomplish those dreams. Uh, um, yeah. At the end of the day, don't we all want to contribute to our community, really? Yes. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. True. I hope that's what we all <laughs> want to do. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk a little bit about you, Chantel. You um, came from Canada. When was that? About 20 that years was, ago? 20 years ago you came to Canada? 27 years ago. 27 years ago. Can Jeez. you believe that? <laughs> yes, I can. Yeah, right. It, it, it just flies. Well, you know, my, my husband and I came to Maui on our honeymoon in 1988. Then we came back in 91 for five months for a sabbatical leave, went back to Vermont, spent one winter there and said, what are we doing? <laughs> and... We moved here permanently in January of 93, and that's when I joined Kalima and uh, never looked back, really. I certainly, you know, I, I came in as, as the accountant. Um, mm-hmm. I was hired CPA, as a that's, let's be truthful, you're a CPA, not just an accountant. Well, yeah, those are <laughs> just initials. But yeah, I came, I came in and I was looking for an accounting job, and I thought, well, 
you know, at that time, I have to be honest, I certainly wasn't thinking of a career in the nonprofit sector. I just needed a job on Maui thinking I was going to be here for two or three years. And um, yeah, the rest is history. It's like Kalima dug it. They just grabbed me, you know, the clients and, and what the services that we provide and the work we do, it was, there was no going back. Yeah. yeah. It grabs your heart for sure. So at the time, actually, my husband was the executive director, Jamie. You came in as the CPA or accountant, as you put it. And after what? After 12 years in 2005, Jamie retired. And I think Jamie knew all along what he was doing, Mm -hmm. um, mentoring me. But I was a little bit in, I always thought, oh, you know, it got plenty of time, got plenty of time. And I think it was one time, one year, you guys went on a ski trip and he called me from the resort or whatever, wherever you guys were and said, well, I think this is it. When I come back, you know, J- July 1st, you're taking over. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Lucky I him. I three to five years. <laughs> Lucky him, he had you to take over. Well, he was a great mentor, and he he taught me so much, so much. Jamie has such a big heart, and never could have done it without working under him for 12 years first. So, yeah, oh, nice of Big you shoes to fill. And he always instilled in a, an atmosphere of you got to have fun while you work, and I've tried to keep that. Yeah, he, he always had fun with all the clients, and I think that was one of his most endearing qualities is how much fun he had with the clients and all of the games you guys played and the outings and um, yeah, <laughs> how much the clients are, are, are part of your lives, um, yeah. which is something that you continue to do as, as you took over, which I also admired. So one of the things that happened when before Jamie left was there we had a dream of Kalima having its own home. And Jamie left, and you became the uh, executive director, and that dream continued. And this morning, what happened? Oh, this morning was a dream come true. We had our groundbreaking um, ceremony for our new facility that's about to be constructed. You know, after 65 years, Kalima is about to have its own home. It started with Jamie a few days before his last day. We walked the property, and he... He had the vision, he had the dream, and um, he was sharing that with me to make sure that don't give up on this dream. You know, Kalima deserves its its own facility, and you got to go and make this happen. And here we are 15 years later, but um, we're about to make it happen. And Diane, you're part of that. You're part of that story. Diane was, you know, as the board member that stepped up and said, I will chair the capital campaign committee, and I'm not afraid to ask people for money, and that's what it takes, you know, because <laughs> all you need to do is ask is what I've learned. <laughs> that's right. You don't ask, you don't get an answer. You don't, yeah, you know, you're definitely not getting anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Well, Kalima does deserve a home of its own after 65 years, so it wasn't a very hard ask. I, I don't. It wasn't it wasn't a difficult campaign. It was a, a kind of a heartwarming campaign. I think most people saw that Kalima does deserve a home of its own. And, yeah. you know, one of our, uh, the heroes of the day, of course, is Peter Martin. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Kalima was one of the, well, the first tenant of the Cameron Center, the J. Walter Cameron Center. And the Cameron Center has served us incredibly well over the last, 30-something, 30, 40 years. 
but our programs have evolved and right now we don't really sit in the Cameron Center as well as we did when it was originally right. designed. Yeah, for. actually Maui, I mean Kalima had a home of its own way back in the day um, at the um, before the J. Walter Cameron Center was built uh, and that f- that home was sold and those funds went into building the Cameron Center and then Kalima became a tenant and Kalima grew. Exactly. Yeah, our program shifted and yeah. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about how Kalima started. When Kalima started 1955, it was for patients of tuberculosis. Is that right? Yes, yes, that's right. Um, As they recovered, they were looking for employment and there was a lot of crafts and assembly work that they did, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it just grew from there um, into, we used to have this really big general workshop where they, my gosh, this will take us all back in time, but they used to refurbish like the headsets for Hawaiian Airlines. Right. And do a lot of collating. Mm-hmm. Um, there used to be a wood shop. Yeah, they made uh, little Christmas decorations. They did yeah, weaving. Those, yep. What we would call today cottage industry kind of skills. They used to have sushi day. <laughs> lots, yeah. lots of fun things. Yeah. I mean, we used to have a plant nursery, a thrift store, a wood shop, and, you know, what what happened in the community and government funds dictated that there would be persons with disabilities work out in the community and not in sheltered workshops. Right. And so a lot of the funding went towards employment programs that placed individuals out in the community. Right. And, the, and for the most part, that's that's a very valid effort that, of course, um, we support and, and whatnot. But for some of those individuals, it was difficult to go out in the community. And I think that's when the Medicaid waiver program took place at Kalima. It's a one-on-one program for the most part for persons with developmental disabilities, and they work on individual goals that are that they establish once a year. And, you know, those goals are all geared towards gaining more independence, adult living skills. And, and they, it can have a vocational component, but it can also be community access and whatnot. So, that program came in at a good time for Kalima as we transitioned from the sheltered workshop and, and into that program for some individuals. Many, many individuals went out, and we helped them secure jobs in the community and that, that they still hold to this day, actually. Right, and it's so important. The subject of independence um, yes. is very you know, core to Kalima, not only independence for the individuals that, uh, you serve, but independence for the agency itself. You know, Kalima is one of the only agencies that actually raises its own money through their own workforce with fair wages for their for your clients. So we have contracts that we fulfill, contracts with the county and contracts with private businesses for um, services that the clients are trained to, to do. And those yes. contracts actually support the agency. What is the percentage that we are at right now that we have our own funds supporting? Our service income contracts are about represent about 65% of the organization. And, and you're right, it's a very unique thing for Kalimo Maui. We have the ability to generate our own income. 
and we don't rely on any grants for operation whatsoever um, from the from the government, whether it be county or state. We don't have any oper grants for operation, and um, you know, so we have our service income contracts, we have our Medicaid waiver program, we have our job placement programs with Department of Vocational Rehabilitation, and then we do some fundraising. But those service contracts are critical, not only, you know, to they allow us a diversified funding base and self-reliance, but they employ 65 people with disabilities right now. Right. And uh, that's, that's crucial. And, you know, it, it's not just employment opportunities, but we use those service contracts to do assessments, evaluation. I mean, there's... They are a great tool um, to deliver the mission um, day in and day out. It's an incredible model. Uh, it's an ideal model. I mean, what other nonprofit agency do you know of that raises 65% of its own funds and is yeah. not totally reliant on, on grants or donations? So we're only exactly. looking at you know 35% of the budget that comes from grants and donations. And I think that's so remarkable and something to be proud of in, in so many yeah. ways. I mean, not only because the agency is independent, but because of the jobs that the agency is providing for persons with disabilities who might otherwise be dependent on government funding. So if they exactly. weren't... Yeah, so these folks weren't working with Kalima either through community job placement or through contracts with Kalima. They might be on welfare or other funding instead of getting their own paychecks. So it's yeah. it's a win-win all the way around. There is no, <laughs> there's just no downside to the agency. Everybody wins. And our service is of of high quality. You know, we maintain a lot of the county facilities, a lot of private contracts as well. I tell you, we take great pride in the delivery of our our service and. We have the, I believe, the hardest workers out there, and extremely reliable, and take great pride in our work. Right, they are so happy to have those jobs, and so thrilled to have those paychecks. Every year, there's a, a Thanksgiving. You guys always yeah. have a Thanksgiving feast, and the employees get awards, and many of them come up and, and talk about what Klima means to them, and it is just. I want to say heartbreaking, but it's also, I mean, it's it's heartbreaking in a good way. You, it's just yes, such it's a heartwarming. Yeah, heartwarming. Thank you. That's a better word. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you can't leave there without a tear in your eye. It's such a, a, a warm, wonderful experience to see how many people are helped and how appreciated that help is. Well, it's a, it's that once a year opportunity that we take to you know we take inventory of hey, what happened this year? And it's my favorite event of the year by far because because of that opportunity to sit back and just look back at the last year and you see you see the difference that happened to so many of these individuals. You know, you, you 
you do an intake on somebody on a person with a disability that you sit in a in an office with and they they won't even make eye contact with you the confidence is so low and a year later they're like give me the microphone kind of thing you know <laughs> yeah, so I've seen that. <laughs> as you've seen yes, <laughs> so you know self-reliance and independence and confidence and a paycheck that's how that got done you know mm-hmm. having a reason to get up in the morning and because at Kalima, it's not it's not just a job, but for a lot of our workers, this is a lot of social opportunities as well. And we have a club just just to organize social functions among the workers. And there's a representative from each crew that they attend meetings on a monthly basis. And what do we do next month? You know, they have traveled to the mainland, off island, done camping trips, gone to Disneyland. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Kalima so, is providing. Yeah. I mean, you're providing jobs. You're providing independence, but you're also providing social structure and friendships. And which Absolutely. is even more important because it's part of the recipe for happiness. It's not just just the paycheck, but the friends to enjoy that with. And one of the reasons that the service income projects worked so well is that we provide transportation to, I would say, probably 80% of our workers. And so we'll pick them up at home and bring them to the work site and go from work site to work site and then... Um, drop them off at home because we, you know, when Kalima was, these programs were developed, we realized that part of the model needed to include transportation. Most people with disabilities um, that we serve don't drive. And so um, that needed to be part of the model. And so that's been the reason that it allows us to be so successful. Right. And let's talk a little bit about the capital campaign and the building that will now be home to Kalima. Uh, yeah. What's going to be in that building? Let's tell everybody what well, that's going to be. It's a 10,000 square feet building, and that sounds really big, but about uh, 4,000 of that is going to be these individual bays where, because we have so many landscape um, vehicles and equipment, they're going to be able to store their equipment in those individual bays, each crew. Um, right now, if you saw the property, it, it's, uh, you know, it's a solution. A bunch of mats and containers and equipment everywhere. It's it's not too uh, efficient. Right. We never we um, were never be able we were never able to really care for the equipment the way that we wanted to. And the equipment yeah. is you know how we take care of the contracts and employ people. Yeah, and it's expensive equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very uh, valuable. And so, and then the ground the ground floor would be a repair and maintenance shop. And we're really excited about that because that's going to be an opportunity to grow a new program, which is going to be small engine repair and maintenance. I think that that's an area that can provide valuable training for people with disabilities and also be another income generating project. I think that there's a great need in the community for small engine repair and maintenance of weed eaters and blowers and all that stuff. Certainly is at my house. (laughs) Well, it's hard to find somebody that will maintain and repair those. Right. You know, so, and I think that it's a great opportunity to, to train certain individuals that have that ability to, to tinker with motors and whatnot that like those, that have those skills. And we'll also have a laundry area to, right now we have a 
the laundry area that we have is really not conducive, and we need that to service all of our custodial crews. And that's also an opportunity to grow and offer that um, to the public as well. So possibly another income-generating um, center um, while providing providing training and employment. And a lot of storage area, again, downstairs. Now, if we move upstairs to the second level, will be um, classroom for pre-employment classes that mm-hmm. we teach, will be job placement offices, administration offices. So, yeah, it's about 3,300 square feet on the top, same at the bottom, and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, who designed this was, I have to mention, Hans Rieke. Of course. Yes. He was on our board, a fabulous gentleman, so professional, and sadly he passed away three years ago, but he designed, he was the brain behind the design. Yeah, he was just a big advocate of Kalima and this facility. And, um, right. And then yep. one of the dreams is that uh, the second phase of this facility may be housing. Where yes where we can prov- actually provide housing for clients. Tell us, what did it feel like at the groundbreaking? Well, I tell you, I, I, I'm one that gets emotional probably too easily, so I kind of had to check myself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was really, really uh, special um, because it's been such, such a long-awaited dream coming true. And, and I know that these projects, they always take time, right? Everybody says you just got to be patient. I mean, it's one thing to build your house, but when you have to raise the money to build your house, right. you know, it takes and this is a $3.5 million project, so that did not happen overnight. But there were so many people involved that have been dreaming about this, and that's honestly what I was reflecting on is there's so many hands in this, you know, and it's so many people have been working hard for this, and it's finally happening. And yeah, just really, really happy, a lot of joy. And I don't know about you, but right now we could use some joy. Yeah, it is. It's we all can use some joy, and uh, I think yeah. a really remarkable thing actually happened at at the groundbreaking. We are just shy two hundred thousand dollars to complete our campaign. And uh, one of our major contributors who was there, you want to tell us what happened? Uh, he came up to me at the end and he said, you know, I, I heard you need about 200000 to close this, this campaign. And I said, yeah. He goes, well, it's done. And at the time I did, you know, I, I think I didn't really process what he was saying. <laughs> and of course I thanked him, but, you know, I was like, oh, thank you so much. And da, da, da. And he said, yeah, just send me an email to, to confirm, to remind me or something to that effect. <laughs> and of course I remember that part. And as I was sitting down writing the email, I just teared up because I processed what that meant. And it meant, oh my God, we're done. We're, yes. We did it. We did it, Diane. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> and Kalima has a home. Thank you, Peter Martin. Yeah. And, uh, Peter and Maggie. And, yeah. So I, I just told Peter and Maggie, I said, I am tearing up as I write this because I'm, I'm just now processing what what a generous gesture that was. And, um, yeah. So yes, well, and so that was grateful. on top of a already very generous gift. Peter has been the cornerstone of this campaign, and yes. we are very grateful. 
And if other people want, I mean, this is phase one of our campaign. And although Kalima is very independent, we, we do take donations. And if somebody wants to participate in helping people become independent through getting jobs and getting paychecks, how can they do that? Well, we can. you can always donate online on our website, kalimomaui.org. Or um, you can always mail us in a donation the good old-fashioned way. We are located currently, not for too much longer, <laughs> in the Cameron Center, um, 95 Mahalani in, in Wailuku. And, and for um, those who haven't seen Kalima written out, it's K-A-L-I-M-A-O Maui. It means the helping hands of Maui. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chantel, and congratulations. You you did it. You are the executive director. And also, I should say aloha and mahalo because you are retiring this year. And yeah. uh, you get to retire yeah. with this project done and go out in glory. <laughs> and, um, and with uh, everybody's heart very full of gratitude for the leadership that you've shown for Kalima. So mahalo from me in particular. Well, thank you, Diane. It's been a pleasure working with you on, I mean, I've worked with you for, what, 27 years? 27 years. (laughs) But I feel like we we reached a new level these last two or three years. I think so, too. Working together on this capital campaign, I have learned um, a lot from you, and I'm very, very thankful. And I'm not as afraid to ask for money anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Not when it's not when it's for a good cause. You taught me that. You yes, know, not when it's even what you're asking. Then what's the problem? That's right. That's right. If people people want to give, people want to support things yeah. that are, are are good and well done and well run. And Kalima is certainly all of that. So anyway, congratulations and uh, have a wonderful retirement. Thank uh, you, Diane. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you for talking to us, Chantel. All right. You take good care. Aloha.